Here we go, off and running on another episode of Just Another Sports Podcast. Super Bowl 54 is uh, now in the books. Uh, Alan, I, I did you know that it was 54? I'd never remember that. I I, I only heard it XIV. Oh, yeah. I, well, you know Roman numerals, Alan? Yep. <laughs> Do you use them regularly? No, it's L-I-V, sorry. The yeah, Super Bowl live. The, the, the person that instituted Roman numerals for the Super Bowl is almost worthy of throwing on the boat because no one uses... Let's start with that segment. Then. No, yeah. one, no one uses Roman numerals. In the, the, so, um, the AP stopped, I think. They actually just call it by the, the number. It's like using a language that no one speaks yeah. for, for a high-profile event. Like the Roman numerals, no one... I, I couldn't tell you what... XLV was yeah. in Roman numerals, so just, just use the use the just use the number. That would be forty-five, right? That's my point. No one knows yeah. Roman numerals, so I, just use the number. I always remember the so the very first game that I ever remember watching a, a football game that I ever remember watching was Super Bowl twenty. So I remember I, it was easy to remember Super Bowl XX, right? That's what that was. That was the Bears beating the Patriots. I always remember that, but I after that, I don't think I know any of the other Roman numerals of the right. Super Bowls. Except for Super Bowl, you know, one, two, and three or whatever. Right. <laughs> Beyond Those that, I'm lost. Those are tough. <laughs> uh, in case you forgot our names, Greg Swatek, Josh Smith, we're uh, pleased to be joined again by uh, Alan Etzler, a noted 49ers fan. And Alan, what was your mental state after Super Bowl 50 XLV or, or, or whatever uh, it was? LIV. Um, fine. Yeah, no, it's just football, right? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> right, but I, I I wasn't too bent out of shape about us losing. Um, us, yeah, <laughs> my team, my people. Uh, I, I, I feel like they choked it away. I mean, if that's where you're getting, if it's absolutely, yeah, I mean, they, they blew the game. It seemed like they got away from what they do well. Yeah, which is which is they had a ten point lead. Start running the ball, and even the even the. The throwing, they weren't even running a lot of play action throws, which you know, right. that's been your bread and butter. butter. Run the run the ball and play action, and they weren't doing any of it. Sort of weird, right? And Kyle Shanahan's a really smart coach, one of the best in the league. Tries so to be too smart. You, you, you see a lot of NFL seems like that's his that. that's his mo in these big games, yeah. right? What's, what's he trying to prove that he's the smartest guy in the world or smarter than everybody in the smarter, room that's smarter I, than his dad it's the nfl coach it, complex it, it's funny how often that gets people in trouble especially in football trying to prove you're the smartest guy ever yeah and and, and your team ends up losing as a result i mean the browns have gone through countless smartest coaches ever and and they're all terrible so yeah just dance with who you brung you know right hand uh, it to raheem mostert right they had a shot there and they had uh sanders like open on that long pass i can't remember what the score was at that point was that near it, the it, end when they could have uh, they could have uh iced it uh with that no wouldn't have been that would have brought us back that was after they okay. took the lead right um we were down 24 they were down 24 to 20 they not we um nice. but if you're asking me to hinge my hopes of winning a super bowl on jimmy garoppolo making a 50 yard throw i'm probably saying we're not in great situation yeah but he was open. He was open. Yeah. How would you describe Garoppolo? I, I'd say he's a good quarterback. W- he's would you fine. Call, would you, would he's, you call him good? He's middle of the road. He's To me, he's a lot like Kirk Cousins, which is sort of where he's, I... He's an athletic Kirk Cousins, I think. I fall into this kind of weird mind like mindset where I can't understand why Kyle Shanahan clearly doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, but wants Kirk Cousins so bad. Like they're very similar quarterbacks they to me. Are. I don't understand why you would want one over the other I, yeah. that much. Like he clearly does not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. I thought the 49ers were going to win the game. I mean, I, I I think I said that here last week, and everyone it seemed was picking the Chiefs. I thought the 49ers were going to win. You picked the Chiefs. No, I didn't. I swear you picked the Chiefs. We need to re- rewind the tape. No, I picked the 49ers. Okay. I've been, I, go back to the tape. I, I've been all over the 49ers. I texted you before the game that I said the 49ers were winning before the game started. So there, there's... Well, you were wrong, Greg. There, there's. I was wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm often... You, normally, you're better off going the exact opposite way that I, I tell you to go. So, um, but... Yeah, it was just it was just a bizarre game. I mean, it came down to the nose of the football. That, that's what decided the Super Bowl. The nose of the football on uh, Damian Williams, who should have been the MVP. Uh, his foot uh, on the sideline and the nose of the football touching the front of the goal line, that's what decided the Super Bowl. I actually thought the turning point was the uh, second Mahomes interception when we were up by 10, and we did nothing mm-hmm. with it. They went three and out, um, didn't even really put Kansas City in bad and they, and field position. 10, and they were up 10 at we that point. We were up point. 10, and yeah. they went down and, and scored, and I just feel like they took all the momentum there. 
and it really felt like the Niners' offense just couldn't do anything after that. In terms of the um, a couple of like the big officiating controversies, which one sort of annoyed you more? Was it the Kittle push off or the Damian? Damian oh, I Williams thought, I thought Damian Williams touchdown. was in, and if he wasn't in, they were going to go for it. Right. Probably get in anyway. Uh, the Kittle one at the end of the first half was only bothersome in the sense that they didn't review it. I don't know if they would have had to change it, but I mean, we've seen a lot of plays with less contact than that not or with more yeah. contact than that not get called. Yeah, did they not review it? I guess they didn't. They didn't, right. Cuz they didn't. It certainly wasn't to, a delay. Yeah, right? it was too late to challenge it and so yeah. apparently the NFL felt like they just nailed that call. Or or maybe it could have been that they couldn't challenge it because it was inside of Yeah, yeah, that's the what I'm saying. Too late. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was it was a uh, inside 2 minutes so they couldn't challenge so it would have had to be reviewed and the league chose not to, which was confusing. Do you yeah. think Andy Reid would have gone for it if, if Williams was called? Yeah. Uh, you think so? I mean, that, that that's a tough spot, man. I mean, you're you're down three in the Super Bowl. If you go for it and miss, you are you are a major goat. Uh, Again, it's in, in like just just kick the field, chip, kick the chip shot field. I, I think he would have too. But look at how they got there, right? They got there by going for it on fourth down all year in close situations. Like Andy Reid made the gutsy calls that Kyle Shanahan wasn't willing to make. And at that point, like they were moving the ball, like right. the 49ers weren't stopping them. So I think he goes for it, maybe, and he goes out in the you know goes out with that call, just whatever it is. You know, he's going to. Well, accept I, I mean, worst happens. case, literal worst case scenario is you turn it over on the three inch line. Right. Right. That's what, really I think we were even saying that when we were watching it. We were like, we're they're in good position, even if they you know yeah. don't score a touchdown here because they could go for it on fourth down and pin them back. I mean, the ending of the game is sort of lost in the shuffle just because there was a lot of time left after that that call, the Damian Williams call. It had it been like the last play of the game or something. That I mean, I think the Super Bowl would have been remembered as one of the craziest ever. Just just that that thin a margin uh, deciding the game. So Mahomes was good enough. I mean, he played well late in the game, but it, it, I thought that was one of the worst games I'd seen him play. I think it was his worst game until the fourth quarter. And that that tells you a lot. Like it was his worst game, and they still won. Yeah. That's how good that freaking team is. Yeah, I'm talking more of the MVP conversation. Like he yeah. wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't the MVP. But yeah. they're gonna they're gonna give it to the quarterback uh, if there's not a clear other candidate. So. I tell you, Chris Jones, I thought was the biggest disruptor in that game. Mm-hmm. He he played a great job, the defensive tackle for the Chiefs. I, he blocked two or three passes straight down. He tipped a few passes that were kind of moved them off target. That, he well, was disruptive. Yeah. He was a big part of them not being able to run the ball. And that that play late uh, that he batted down was probably going to be a first down and could have provided the, uh, yeah the throw to Kittle when could have provided the first down they needed right yeah and they had Ter- Terrell Suggs on George Kittle right. Like, right. Yeah, you're throwing that every time. Right. You just this this one occasion, he happens to get his hand up and blocks it. I mean, that's a huge play. The, the thing about Garoppolo, he's not especially tall, and he's got sort of a, almost a sidearm. It's sort of like a half sidearm delivery. So he's got a real low trajectory on his throws. So it seems like he's prone to that more than most quarterbacks getting passes. I think that's sw- why they swatted. try to get him out mm-hmm. on play action a lot, move that pocket for him so he's not throwing right into people's faces. Right, because it's almost like a – it's not a true sidearm delivery, but it's sort of half sidearm, and he's not tall. Like three quarters. It, it, yeah, it's like a. It's a real. He's got a real low tra- uh, trajectory on his passes, and he, I, he I think really, that he really reminds me of Tom Brady when he throws his throwing motion. We studied under him for how long? So I mean, I guess those things, those those things sort of. Yeah, he reminded me of Brady er, er, early in his, when he was in New England. I'm like this uh, when I was watching him in the pre- play preseason stuff. I'm like this guy's. He just uh, makes worse looks, decisions. Looks like Tom Brady, so. Um, uh, so so yeah, I mean it was. Uh, where where do you think that Super Bowl will rank? Uh, Jeez, I don't know. That's not that wasn't a super memorable. Like one. a middle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't blown away it's by anything than last I saw. Years. Yeah, of course. I think you know what we'll remember is that it was the beginning of whatever Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' career becomes. Like he's going to win more of them. I think we all probably would agree with that. How many more he gets is the big question, but. Uh, how big of a star is this guy going to become, and how how much of a great one is he going to be? You, you got people already saying that he, talent wise, sort of belongs in the conversation with some of the greatest quarterbacks to mm-hmm. ever have played already, just because of the, some of the things that he can do that no one else can. So, I don't know. I mean, I think we'll, that'll be remembered as this, this, this was the beginning of his, you know, um, ascent to you know the, the best player or one of the best players in the league. Is he the hands down best quarterback in the league right now? I don't think that's a question. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, who else? Well, I mean, you have. It, yeah. it depends what you think of Jackson. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. I mean, right. I think that that's the big caveat. But I think as a quarterback who can throw the ball in all manner of make all manner of throws and and can move as well. Yeah, I think it's probably him. And Jackson's right up there, too. Yeah, I mean, Jackson, the unanimous. I, I would probably put Russell Wilson ahead of Jackson. Yeah, yeah I mean, but the, the Jackson's uni- still the up there. The unanimous MVP, uh, uh, Lamar sure. Jackson. Yeah, so. let's talk about those awards a little later. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, Brady and Breeze and Rivers, those guys are sort of past their yeah. past their primes. Uh, you guys know I think Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but has lost his fastball a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is the guy. And, again, how it depends on how you feel about Lamar Jackson. Uh, that, that would factor into that uh, I feel conversation. Like Mahomes is what everybody thought Andrew Luck would be mm. or is what Andrew Luck would have been if they put players right. around. Right, and then he didn't get beat, beat up for this, yeah. The interesting thing years. was is, he, I mean, he had he, he flashed all this talent in college, but he wasn't like a super awesome college quarterback at texas tech i remember a lot of people being really excited about that arm strength mm-hmm. well we're right i mean that, that's what i mean like he could throw like he he could make passes that no other college quarterback can make but he didn't win in a huge way i mean yes he plays at texas tech not exactly a college juggernaut but but he didn't win big in college i don't think he was ever even in the heisman uh, conversation in college so so this this sort of emergence has happened after he even sat out a year behind uh, Alex Smith, his, his first year in the league. So they didn't throw him right in there. I uh, got a chance to get his feet wet a little bit. I think he started and maybe um, uh, the Chiefs were good under Alex Smith. So I think he maybe started a late game before they went into the playoffs. So it's so, not talked about enough how valuable that is to sit behind a quarterback for a year as a rookie. Yeah, and a good one yeah. where you're actually learning something and you're you're on a team that's having success and you can learn. It's probably a little easier the, atmosphere the, the, to learn. The problem is that most teams that, that have quarterbacks like that, they need uh, like a franchise, so quote-unquote, savior so that they don't have the guy to like – to keep to, do the the, to to keep the rookie on the bench. Like they have – they're and these guys are thrown in there probably sooner than they should because these teams aren't equipped with an Alex Smith or, or someone like that. So, uh, would you guys? Did you guys care about the commercials, or what did you think of the commercials? I don't. I, I wasn't doing a lot of watching commercials. I, didn't, um, <laughs> I I end up, you know, having several several beers, and I don't. I'm really not paying that much attention to the commercials. Like my energies are focused on, you know, what's going on in the game. I guess I remember there being a funny one with some guy who's like a big buff movie star, and he was like taking off parts of his body and his hair and. Yeah, that Jason, was funny. Jason Momoa. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know who he was, but I mean, I thought that was funny. I thought he was that wrestler Roman Reigns or Ruben, whatever the hell that guy's well, he, name he, is. He looks like him. I thought it was him, but um, so I thought that was funny. I think they did one. There's a Bill Murray one with a Groundhog, Groundhog Day, Day throwback. Yeah, that was one of my top two. Yeah, yeah. that's I, and I like the Ellen DeGeneres uh, Alexa commercial. I yeah, I didn't. I don't remember that one. Um, but it's, there's so many I really remember. Honestly, it's like what would you do before Alexa? And, oh, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah. yeah, and he said Alexa, and then it's it's the maid like in the 1800s, yeah. like throwing the fire stick out the window <laughs> that to, was to, 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 to cool the room off by a couple of degrees. So, so it was like, what what was the world like before Alexa? Dude, our Alexa places? is an idiot. Like she's terrible. I don't know if we got a dud or what it is, but like, wait, is, is Alexa on the boat yet? I don't, I don't think so, dude. I was so. looking for somebody to throw on the boat. Maybe I throw an Alexa on. She's she's terrible. Like it's it's very. We have to ask her a question like four different ways before she finally comes up with the answer. It's all about like how you phrase the question to the one that we have. Whereas I've been to other people's houses and they've have one and and like she never says, hmm, I'm not sure about that one. Like, she knows, like, whatever it is they ask, <laughs> she knows. But ours is a... So we literally only just use it to watch, to, to listen to music. That's basically it. That's all we a, use ours. She's an idiot. Right. Not a lot of other... We're heading into a dead spot on the sports calendar here. Well, we got uh, the NBA trade deadline coming up, but nothing happening yet. Right. Uh, there was the, the Aussie Open uh, over, over the weekend. Uh, Novak Djokovic wins the men's title for the eighth time. Uh, it look, he had to come back from two sets to one down to win, and we're we're still waiting on someone outside of yeah. the big three to sort of break through in in, in a men's major. Uh, the women's tournament was won by an American, uh, a young American, Sophia Kennan. Uh, she won, I, b- I believe, in uh, three sets. Yeah, uh, she lost the first, obviously. So, uh, and she came back one, I think, six two six two. Yeah, right. Um, so 
an American woman not named Serena winning majors. I mean, uh, there you go. The, she, yeah, did you watch that? I watched it on uh, I, I, the rerun. I, I, I caught highlights of it, That's, yeah. Yeah, I saw like the very end of it, and, and I read about it on Saturday, and I was incredibly impressed by her her uh, movement, her her mobility, and her ability to to uh, to, to get balls um, back in, and I think that's what largely you know won her that the tournament um, because she could just you know she just elongated points and she could make right. some shots. I don't think she's like she's not like overly impressive physically or anything like that, but um, this is a fun story. I mean, I didn't know anything about her. I don't know what your knowledge level was of her I, background. I, 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 I watched her beat Serena in the French Open last year. Oh, right. I mean, I, that's the only time I've ever seen yeah. her play before this semifinals where she beat ash barty the number one uh women's yeah i mean player. she had quite a run and, and she was down five three i think in the second set of that semifinal and she came back to win um four games in a row to, to win the set so she's she's a very tough competitor that's often lacking in in women's tennis just gritty competitiveness yeah that was uh, i don't mean to cut you that was that was what was mentioned by the commentators at the end of the match like she was Man, she was really fiery at the end she, yeah, of that match. She, she digs, and she beats herself up a lot too. She's throwing rackets, and she's pretty hard on herself during during the matches. But she's very, she's a very expressive player, and and that people and people they yeah. like tennis. They, they appreciate that. They, yeah, and she, they, she they enjoy that. Did she also knock off Coco Golf? I think in this she tournament did. she did. So, so she she, has, she beat the number one player in the world. She beat Coco, and yeah. she beat and she won the final. Obviously. Really made a name for herself, I think. And her story's a it's a good story. It's you know it's very similar to the Sharapova story. She's you know With was father, born in right. born in in Russia. They moved over here. The father made the sacrifice and. Uh, I think he was her coach coming up, which is, I mean, that's the sort of thing that like, get, I'm just, I can't believe that a, a, you know, a dad, I don't know what his, his knowledge level was of, of tennis per se as a coach, but he ended up raising her and coaching her as a, as a really young player. And then she took off obviously, but um, really cool story about, about her. Yep. Uh, Alan mentioned the trade deadline and it's time for my bad look of the week because the NBA all-star game is coming up and uh, one player that won't be there is, is Bradley Beal for some reason. It's like, how does that guy not make the, make the all-star game? Um, he's averaging 29 points a game, six rebounds or six assists, four rebounds. Uh, he's on a run right now of seven straight games with at least 34 points, including a 43-point game this week against the Golden him, State you Warriors. You saw him live right. last night. Right. Um, and it, it, it's, it's the longest such stretch in franchise history, the Bullets or Wizards. So this guy's one of the best guards in the league. I, you couldn't name six, five or six guards better than Brad Beal in the, in the, in the NBA, and, he, and he's not in the All-Star game. It, it, it's a bit ridiculous. So, yeah. so whoever voted the reserves in, it, it, it was a horrible oversight there because bradley beal is an nba all-star i think it's like it's he's almost like unguardable i i it's just if you watch him um there are very few defenders that can can contain him and it's just all about whether or not he's on that night uh he's an incredible talent he's a, seems to be a pretty great guy but another funny thing about the wizards because you you were you ripped them last week for their defense so on Saturday, I turned them on. I, I was waiting for some stuff to come in. I was working. I turned on the Wizards game, and they were playing the Nets. And um, Kyrie Irving I, got hurt yeah. in that game. Yeah, but I haven't watched the Wizards like all season. I don't know, Alan, if you even pay attention to the Wizards normally. But like, I don't know. I read about them. I don't know who half these guys are. But the one thing that stood out, I turned the game on. Of course, Beal stood out because he was just he was on fire uh, in that game. Late in that game, he, I think he, it was another forty point game or something like that for him. But um. The thing that got me was I didn't know who like 70% of the players were on the court, but NBA players, it doesn't matter like if you're like a a bench player in the NBA, like you're still a damn good athlete and a damn good basketball player. Like, I didn't know who half these guys were and they're out there, you know, lighting it up and scoring and I'm just like I'm like who is this? I mean, I think that's get lost a lot of times when you see these some of these NBA games where there's not a lot of star power. These guys are still like really good basketball players, like I, I, awesome basketball. players. I wish I knew the name. Of the, the name escapes me right now, but there was a player, a journeyman player. He, he washed out of the league real fast. Some guy was smack talking him on Twitter, saying he could like, oh, he, man, he could like take mistake. him, he could like take him one on one. So the guy responded to him and said, because I think they lived in New York or somewhere. Yeah. He said, "Meet me at this playground or whatever." And this, this game actually happened, and this. This NBA, I wish I knew. I'll think of the name. Your brother's uh, going to be mad right, he about will. this. Um, but yeah, he, the guy couldn't even get a shot off. Like he, he got, he destroyed this trash talker, whoever called Good. him out. Yeah, I mean, 
you are an all-star college basketball player if if, right. you're, if, if you're in the NBA. Like, so, what percentage of the uh, of the college basketball players make it in the NBA? Like, it's some minuscule like fraction of a percentage, you know? Yeah, it was the redheaded guy who played for the Celtics. Why can't I? Scalabrini. Oh, uh, Brian uh, Scalabrini. Scalabrini. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. Um, yeah, someone called out Brian Scalabrini online or on social media and said, "I could take you in one on one." White Mamba. That's right. And Scalabrini said, "Okay, meet me at meet me at so and so." And 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 he couldn't. They got. They got. He destroyed the. He destroyed the guy. That's all. So. You said Scalabrini washed out of the league real fast. He was in the league for like twelve years. Was he? Yeah, he was on those really good Celtics teams. Wasn't okay, but, he? but okay, but the, uh, yeah, but uh, like a, a, a end of the bench, yeah, and end of the yeah, bench. He didn't NBA play at player. all, but he was on the team, right? <clears throat> so, uh, so that was just just a funny story. But yeah, to your point, NBA players are ridiculous athletes. <laughs> so that was your bad. Your bad look was Beal not being an all star. Yeah, right. That's, right. Yeah, I have I have a couple of good looks. One was um, so a couple of times this week, Alex Smith's name came up. One of them was uh, that he's actually he, he's doing some sort of a some sort of work with throwing the ball or whatever it is. He's getting back on his on his leg that he that was broken so badly. Um, and Ron Rivera, I guess, sort of sees him as maybe being in the quarter, quarterback conversation for the Redskins. Um, I'm gonna say, I mean, he came out and talked to the media. He talked about how. Uh, I can't remember what he was on a radio show or something, and he just explained like how he a, dire he was at Super Bowl week. I'm, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure because they have all that radio row at Super Bowl and right. all those media outlets down there. I'm sure he was doing a media tour down at the Super Bowl. Right. So, so he talked about how dire the situation was and how he was, uh, you know, this close to maybe losing his leg. He was, he was, there was potential for him to even, you know, lose his life um, because of this infection that he had after his leg was was broken so badly on the field. Um, so just the idea that he's maybe going to be back in the conversation as, as being able to play again at all is very cool. Um, so, I mean, and then I think, I think even um, Mahomes did a shout-out to him at some point in the last couple of days talking about how incredibly valuable he was. And he may – who knows? I think there, there's, there's word that maybe Alex Smith is going to get a, a Super Bowl ring uh, just for his contributions to, like, helping Pat Mahomes become who he is. I don't know if that's going to happen. Start giving I think Super Bowl rings to your role I'm models. I'm like that's that's a little ridiculous, but I did see that that yeah, that, that idea I, was I, out there. If I'm Alex Smith, I don't want that Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> why why would you take that? Um, so that was my one of my good looks of the week. And the, another good look, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my mother who came over to the wow. house to watch the Super Bowl. So we're and we had a very small gathering. It was just my neighbors um, and my parents, and so we're watching the game. And right at the beginning of the game, at the coin toss. The guy who's the head official, Bill Vinovich, is out there. And I didn't know this, but my mom's like, that's the guy who was the head official last year during that horrible game, that, that, the game where that horrible call happened in the NFC Championship game against the Saints. And how, I was like, no, did, I was like, no, he's not. How did, I'm your, like, how did your mother retain that? I have no idea. I think she, she had heard about it uh, earlier this week on some, who knows what she was watching, but she, she heard correctly that Vinovich was the, he was the head official of that crew, and this year he's in the Super he, Bowl. This year he's in the Super Bowl because, um, as my mother explained it to me, you know these guys are graded out like weekly, and I think I knew that. But she's like dropping all this knowledge to me about how officials, you know, are, are graded each week in the NFL, and he like graded out super high, so he actually got the assignment, even though he was the guy last year who caused such a. He was the head official for that that game. It's not like he made that call or didn't make that call. But uh, big shout out to my mom for dropping some it some been Super funny Bowl if knowledge. She hadn't heard that recently. She just retained the information <laughs> right. from for, from over a year but, ago. Like, literally, so. my buddy Dan and I were like, "No way!" I'm like, "They would never allow that guy to be in the Super Bowl." And so Dan, my neighbor Dan, like just Google's it or whatever real quick. He's like, "Yep, that's him." <laughs> <laughs> so props to my mom. It, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, what else we got here? Uh, oh, I've got one good look. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the coin toss, and it brought me back to the coin toss. Um, Charles McGee, Tuskegee Airman. Yeah, he's a Marylander, right? Yeah, from Silver Spring. We've actually wrote about him a couple times. He recently went on a flight for uh, at over at the at the airport. So I thought it was really cool to see him. So that was my, one cool. of the cool things I saw this week. Yeah. I guess I'll say it's a good look. Did, yeah. you, did you guys see him like the commercial with the kid running around the NFL, the NFL commercial? Um, I missed that. I did hear. Yeah. I heard about or that. He, after like, he like ran into the stadium uh, at, at, at the tail end of it. I, I, I thought that was another. It was similar to the one they did a year ago with with um, where they're sitting in the the banquet, the banquet room and, yeah. and like they're having the food fight and stuff like that. So the so another well produced uh, NFL um, commercial, I, I thought. Um, 
Are, are we already throwing people on the boat? Is it? We, I guess uh, so. We're yeah. s- we're slipping right through here, and uh, I know Greg, you have some some, some business to tend to <laughs> here, so we, we can uh, probably yeah. s- skip right skip right onto that. Um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the ones that I have, and I'll, this is another group of people. Like we do this, I, it's a cop out, I guess, to just throw a group of people onto the boat, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's anybody who was like somehow offended by the halftime show. Uh, I was I was contemplating doing this exact thing. Okay, did you doing. have somebody else? No, 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 okay. I, I, no I, I did, but I was contemplating throwing the outraged people yeah. on, the, on the halftime show on the boat. I mean, honestly, when you hear that Shakira and J-Lo are going to be on the halftime show, what do you expect is going to happen? In Miami? Right, in they're, Miami. They're not going to be wearing paper bags, like, probably. What do you think they're going to do? Like, it was, it was epically beautiful. It was like, and I said, I texted Greg, I was like, the year that this show went off at halftime will be like a memory, a Super Bowl memory we'll always have. Because, I mean, it was just a thing of beauty, if you ask me. And if anybody is offended by what occurred there, uh, you're either like jealous or a prude. And I don't have room for either one of those kinds of people in my life. But apparently, like, I didn't, I wasn't looking at it with a critical eye. I'm, I'm sure Greg probably wasn't either. And Alan, no. I don't know if you ever watched it because you were so. Yeah, I could not have cared less in. about that. Right, I know, right. show or whatever. But. Like the Washington Post, I was like, drinking his water and soda. I mean, they <laughs> talked a lot about the the symbolism of what was going on, um, and I'm not even going to try to get into that. But there was a lot of it, and uh, you know, they they put a lot of thought into what they did in that show, and it wasn't just them, you know, jiggling their butts, which was what and, I remember. And, but. and these aren't a couple of young whippersnappers yeah. either. This is yeah. age 43 and 50, uh, respectively, uh, out there. Uh, Put, putting on a show uh, uh to say the least but yeah i mean and then the whole i've seen a lot of talk on social media about the double standard like everyone's outraged about their dress and what they were doing meanwhile adam levine's prancing around without a shirt uh, uh the year before and you have countless other examples uh of performers in sure. various states of undress in the super bowl halftime show it, uh, the, the word wardrobe malfunction right. came out of a super bowl halftime show right. So, yeah, I'm with you on the on the outrage o- o- over the halftime show. people. Have a little fun. They weren't going to be wearing, like, nuns out- outfits uh, right. uh, f- for the halftime show. Did you have someone else for the Who would be an acceptable Super Bowl, like, we've, act for We've for talked about this. We've talked about this. I think uh, when like, Colin was on. Like, who could just appeal to everyone and That's not, what they've tried to do. Somebody. Right. I yeah, think they, like, had the who one year. Right. That, that, I mean, but that's that, not going to please anybody. It's the right, who. The, no this, one cares. People who are, like, baby boomers and older are, care, you know, who care about the who. But even then, you know, like, not so like much. Like, Springsteen, everyone, like, but Springsteen speaks to an older generation. Too. I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Wait, Spring so. Team's halftime show was was garbage. When was that? I don't even remember when he had uh, that that gig. Was it within the last like ten years? We talked about this with Colin, and he mentioned Taylor Swift. Yeah, which I thought was a good one, and I That's could not believe one. I could not believe she. Okay, I couldn't believe she hadn't been offered it. Maybe she was, and she just didn't. She just turned it down. I don't know why she would, but um, yeah, not sure. Not sure. I'm not really plugged into uh, the music scene. Like, the way here we get is. universal praise. That, yeah, that, that, that's what yeah, you're looking for. Would just for be Alan. acceptable where I don't have to listen to people. I think Bruno Mars was on a couple years ago and probably he was fun. Probably was good. You know, overall for the the, the problem is like when someone is good and and is acceptable to everyone. Th- there's no conversation about it. everyone's like, oh, that was that, oh, that's your role. Good job. Yeah, right, exactly. Like that's what I want. <laughs> you don't like to be I talking about the halftime show. No, yeah. no, no. Right. Okay. Like. They can just bring out an empty stage next year. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's true for a lot of things, like bad calls in sports. Like the, the, all the good calls you make, they never get any notice. The right. bad calls do. Like if you write a great story here or design a great page, and like no right. one ever says anything. But if you screw up a headline or misspell a word, then people are. All, it just we, what's um what's one that you remember from like when we were younger, Greg. Is there any that sticks out like You're from the, the halftime show from like the, I remember the Michael, 90s? I remember like Michael Jackson. Yes. Um, I remember that vividly. Yeah, that one. That was like a Bills. I think that was the Bills. Bills Cowboys, Cowboys in Pasadena. Yeah, right. Would you remember? Do you remember he came up from the stage and he like shot up, and then he just stood there for like what seemed like forever. Do you remember that? He just like stood there and his <laughs> that sunglasses been the on. Show. It was hilarious because everybody was like, what in the hell is happening here? Is he going to perform? Is that really him? Like, and then eventually like after five minutes of just standing still, he did his, he did right, his while act. Everyone like cheered and screamed. It was for, so bizarre. Him just standing there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, uh, the Ravens 
uh, Giants oh, yeah. Super Bowl. That was a bizarre. It was Who like was Britney. That? It was like Britney Spears and Aerosmith. Aerosmith. It was a interesting combination of yeah. performers. Now you there. should just do college marching bands. It looks like. Yeah, they you get to break the old uh, Ohio State marching band out and see how that goes over. <laughs> well, the problem is they have the Pepsi pay someone a million gazillion dollars to, to, spot, to get their name on this halftime show. Yeah. So you can't – the Ohio State marching band sponsored – Pepsi's not paying what they're paying for the Ohio yeah. State marching band. But wasn't so. there a controversy last year because they so many people turned it down and they like – and Adam Levine and Maroon Five, if it was both of them, was like almost like the fifth resort. Like they were like, "Oh, I guess we got to get somebody to do this," and right. like he ended up agreeing to do it. And apparently, J Lo and Shakira, they weren't. I, I I saw the headline. I didn't really read into it very much, but they weren't paid for this performance uh, for some reason. Oh, really? Either. So, do you think if Elvis Presley came back from the dead and performed at halftime, that would be acceptable? That'd be good. That'd be good. Paul, I'd, Paul, I'd watch I that. mean, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney, if he did it, and he's done it before, he would be universally. No one would have a problem with Paul McCartney, or um, I'm and, sure and someone would. Like that, in '92, so. they had Olympic figure skaters Brian Boitano no and Dorothy Hamill. Are you kidding me? What, what that, did you that, put that, on a show? That, I don't, I don't well, remember. They that also at all. had Gloria Estefan. That, okay. that was a mini. That was in Minneapolis. I do not so. remember that. It was, that it part was, of the halftime show. It was the Bills. It was the Bills Redskins. Yeah. Wow. Any other notables there that you're looking at? Um, the Tim- rural America would love 1994 was Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, and Travis Tritt. Ooh, God, that's terrible. I yeah. can't believe they did that. Clint Black? Uh, Patti LaBelle was 95. Tanya Tucker was recently on the... She sang something on the Grammys. She looks... Oh, man. It's not a... I can't believe she was nominated for a Grammy, but... I'm, I'm surprised like Carrie Underwood, who does the Sunday Night Football theme and is a big part of the NFL... Carrie Underwood would be a good one. Coverage. She's... she. That would be I, really I don't think I don't think she's done I don't think she's done it before. No, she hasn't. But I think that would be a, that would be an awesome show. Yeah. Gloria Stefan's done it twice. Hmm. Stevie Wonder was in right. Ninety. Of course, everyone remembers the Timberlake and Janet Jackson one. I I right. hit, I never even saw the non nip slip because I had my head turned at the moment oh. and I never even saw it. I'm like, so, so 2001 was a banger year. It was Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, yeah. Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. That was, wow, that's the Ravens yeah, theme. Yeah, that's like that was the Ravens Giants that's like in Tampa music Bay. festival. Yeah, esque. And they followed that up with U two. Oh my god! All right, well, when, when was you're when not was, a U two fan? I take it, huh? U two's great, man. When, when I mean, was just like just you? You just had like a whole. That's how festival that's how famous artists. they are. Though. Now, here's the funny. Here's the funny thing to look up. When was the Timberlake Janet Jackson thing? And what was the act the follow? Like how tame did they make it the following the year, year after? Uh, the, the year, year after, after. I'm gonna. I bet you it was probably Gloria <laughs> Stefan again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Who who followed up the Timberlake Janet Jackson? You know, I actually can't. Find, uh, what year was it? Do you guys know? God, man, that was the uh, early two thousands. Uh, that was been right around right? 06, 07, I, I So oh six was the Rolling Stones. Oh five was Paul McCartney. Now I want to know who followed up the Timberlake. How tame? Oh four was Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P Diddy. Oh yeah, this was it. that was 04. the year. So who was oh five? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Okay. Yeah. So that's a pretty safe choice right there, but but not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how tame, tame they made it. So not not shockingly tame. So, um, who's got? Who, are we done with the boat? No, Alan has got someone to throw on the bus, as he calls it. Um, yeah. So NFL awards came out. And we yeah. talked about Lamar Jackson being the MVP. Somehow, <laughs> some way, John Harbaugh was voted Coach of the Year, and somehow, some way. Ryan Tannehill was comeback, comeback player. player of the year. What yeah. did Ryan Tannehill come back from? Can anybody tell me that? Uh, being bad, being average, being average. He got benched. Oh, so the quarterback who led his team yeah. after tearing an ACL to, to one game shy of winning the Super Bowl <laughs> wasn't the comeback player of the year. Right. And the guy and the coach who took the team from the number two pick in the draft right. to the Super Bowl wasn't the coach of the year. The guy who won the Super Bowl wasn't the coach of the year. Yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah, Give me I a mean, break. I, Harbaugh. Okay, they, com- stupid. they committed to I, Lamar Jackson, I, 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 but I, 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 that wasn't like Greg Roman was like the right, guy. And Greg who Roman got the award. He won a coordinator of the year. I don't know that you need to give then give Harbaugh coach of the year, right? Yeah, sorry. I think awards are stupid, but those were they all are. really stupid. Yeah, I, I think Harbaugh's a good coach. I credit him for committing to Jackson like they did. But yeah, I mean, coach of the year, right? But you, you've written about this numerous times, like the Oscars, the Grammys. You, I mean. You're you're on your anti award show, and you're very much on record about it. I'm anti awards for people who have everything. 
Yeah. Like, why do they? <laughs> why do you need another reward? Yep. Yeah, no, 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 we've talked about this. Ego. We've talked about this like with uh, another, recently. Uh, another pat on the back. Right. It's yeah. like right. it's like all those all decade teams. Like, gee, let's figure out a way that we can massage LeBron's ego yet again by giving right. him a decade of the player, decade, decade of the year, or whatever. Or player of the decade, excuse me. And, and they use these decade aw- of the decade year. Of the year been was, a great, that would have been a good. That's one. a good award. <laughs> <laughs> Cramming a decade into one year. And, and if you could do that, yeah. and these factor into contract discussions too. It's like I was the MVP, or I was the comeback. I was the co- yeah. like when John Harbaugh goes into his next contract negotiation, he was going to say, "I'm I was the coach of the year in 2019." Can you use that. <clears throat> So so it fa- factors into um, these silly negotiations over millions of dollars. So uh, my uh, boat candidate will be James Dolan, the owner of the uh, New York Knicks, who's clearly one of the worst owners in sports. He just, he just fired his general manager again. They seem to be on the same treadmill that the, the Redskins are on, and a lot, a lot of these horribly run franchises are on. They're always terrible no matter what they do. Uh, you could lump the Browns in, in, into this category, but um, – but uh, Dolan's got a long track record. He got he got into a, like a fight with Charles Oakley, who's much <laughs> bigger and stronger than he is. Name five uh, NBA players or former NBA players you'd rather fight less <laughs> than Charles Oakley. <laughs> right. Charles Oakley. Exactly. So just the, just the track record's long with Dolan. Now he's looking for another. Uh, GM, uh, he wants the Masai Ujiri, who's the Raptors GM and is one of the best in the league. Um, who knows if he'll get him, but it's a it's a, he just one of the worst owners in sports, and 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 the Knicks are starting over yet again, and what will it result in? Probably yeah. much more of the same. <clears throat> They've been so. starting over for like the last twenty years or something, it's right? Like every year, it could be a bad look too. But but Dolan's one of the worst owners in sports. He's not on the boat yet, so. Uh, it's high time that we um, toss them on. Yeah. So. Yeah, they can't get any breaks either. Weren't they? Didn't they have the the best odds of winning the lottery last year? Or, right. And they yeah, they, they, they could have got Zion they, or Jay Morant. Right. They've dreamed of Zion. They've dreamed of luring LeBron in free agency. Just KD. <laughs> and they've got they got Carmelo Anthony, and he had a decent career with them, but it, but it didn't translate into anything because Melo doesn't win titles. Right. While so. we're talking about the Knicks, this just came over. That the Knicks have had conversations with the Lakers about forward Kyle Kuzma. No. Do the Knicks have anything <laughs> that the Lakers what would want? They give yeah. Some that draft the Lakers picks? Would want? Draft picks. But if you're Lakers, why would you do that right now? Why would you get you're rid of contending. Kuzma for a draft pick, right? I wouldn't I would not get rid of Kuzma. I, I wonder about the Lakers. Like I mean they were Kuzma's uh, gone, right? But it's gonna be for a guy like Derrick Rose or something. Right. But I'm I'm just wondering the the impact that this whole Kobe saga is gonna have on the Lakers emotionally. I mean um, they played Friday, the first game since his uh, death, and and they lost at home to Portland. So, um, this is just throwing a major wrinkle into their season, and you wonder if they're going to be up for it emotionally. Just, to, just. Uh, I think they'll d- get it. D- dig in, um, like like they're going to have to do. I, I was, I always say, I even said last year, I was like, this, this is LeBron. LeBron will, you know, he'll get it together when they need to get it together. But you're right. I mean, this could be a a long morning process for them that could uh, affect them on the court. For right. sure. It's just something they were, they have to deal with that they weren't counting on having to deal with. So just to, just uh, yeah. one of those unexpected things um, seen or to be seen. Oh yeah. I have a couple. Um, one was a dream that I had last night. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty, it was caused me to panic. It was one of those work related dreams. I don't know if you guys, do you, get, do you ever have like deadline related dreams about missing deadline or something? Uh, I, I've had them before, yes. Oh, man, I had one that was bad last night. I was, like, on deadline with pages, and I ha- I couldn't find, like, a specific story that I was looking for. And the story was about Richard Petty. I have no idea how Richard Petty made his way into my dream, but it was, like, long after midnight, which is our deadline. And I was, like, frantically searching. I couldn't even spell Petty correctly. I was, like, having all kinds of problems. And it was, like, I woke up, and I was just like, ah! Like, you know, it was one of those things like, ah, I, I, you know, was that real? You know, I thought maybe it actually happened last night. Um, and I'm probably one of the few people in the world left who could have a legitimate dream like that because not too many people were laying out newspaper pages on deadline anymore. Yeah, I just missed deadlines in real life. That's all. Right. Okay. Most of my dreams along, along that. That Richard Petty story would do well with our readers. It probably would. <laughs> I'll see if I could find one on the wire today. 
when I dream about not having done something important, it usually involves like some school, like b- b- being back in class. Yes. Like there's some major project due, and I hadn't even started on it I, like the day before. I have that dream that I've missed a college class for the last seven years now. Yeah, this is a this is a popular dream. Yeah, and I have a theory. And I don't know if you guys. Oh, you got a little little psychology here. I've got a theory. That dream happens until you pay off your student debt. <laughs> How close are you on that? Not very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, when, when you're flunking and missing college classes, you're flushing money down. Yeah. I, I go downstairs too. and look at my diploma just to make sure it's Yeah, real. exactly. You got to get up and check. <laughs> right. I have that dream, and I have it because of one teacher in particular. She was my favorite college professor. I had her for PR writing. Her name was Holly. And she was like, she was like the, the best teacher I ever had in college. You know why? She didn't give us any tests. We like came into the class at the beginning of the, of the semester, and she said, "I don't have a I don't have a syllabus. You all are going to write the syllabus. What do you want to learn in this class?" It was when my senior year, right? So we had this class the whole year. I mean, the whole semester went by. She didn't give us any quizzes, no tests. So I have a dream about being in her class, and I come to class one day, and she's like, "I have a test. I'm going to test you on everything we've learned in this class or whatever." And I just, you know, I've told her this. I'm like, because I, I stay in touch with her. I'm like, I, I have dreams about coming to your class and you giving me a test. I'm going to test you guys on the real syllabus, right, which is right. right. <laughs> so yeah, I think not that's the a, one we that's got to be a dream that like most of the population has. Right? It's, it's not work. I haven't had too many like, oh my gosh, I missed deadline dreams or I, my, my story's due and I haven't even started yet or yeah um, I, I, I'm surprised I'm surprised at that I mean right. you're really good on deadlines so that's probably why right. yeah I, you, I, nothing, you don't I, sweat I, at all I, I don't sweat deadlines so right. <laughs> I've, he's got ice he's got ice water in ice his veins, veins. whereas like I'm in an English class and I don't care or don't know yeah. much of the material like some novel we were supposed to read and we're getting tested on it or some major like again some major science project that I hadn't started on and and it's like due tomorrow. Yeah. That's that's the stuff that gets me in, in my dreams. Greg's like a wonder to watch at night. Sometimes like especially in football, say something happens crazy in a football game, a game goes to overtime, whatever it is, Greg comes back to the office. He'll come in, he'll maybe he's the last one that comes back, right? He shows up. Deadline for co- copy is like 11:20 normally because we have a midnight deadline. And he'll come back and he'll like put his stuff down and it'll be like ten forty something and I'm like I'll go fix dinner and then Greg like he's like I'm dinner. gonna go fix my dinner and I'm like losing my mind I'm like in t- internally I'm like are you serious right now like Greg's gonna go make his dinner and then he's gonna eat his dinner while he's writing his story and ten this sob does it like he 10, pulls it off and he turns over to Josh and goes all right my story's in no he usually says like <laughs> it's usually like eleven fifteen he's like I'll have this to you in five minutes. And, like, he gets it to me. It's the normal length. It's always strong and clean. And, and like, I, I will say Josh never quibbles about it, too, because he knows. Because I know. He, he knows I'll get it like, done. Like, occasionally so. I will I, – it's, it's usually when you go to make your dinner. I'm like – because he's, like, a microwavable meal or something, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, now he's going to go in the cafeteria for five minutes, <laughs> and he's not going to come back until 10.50. But he doesn't. Right. I've let, I mean, we've worked together for how long? Right. Well, Tw- what, 13 years or something? So. My one deadline story that – is I wasn't even sure. I had my doubts about for one of the rare times that I was yeah. going to make it. it was <laughs> yeah. the one? It was it was a state football semifinal in the Baltimore area, and I got kicked out of wherever I was, and I needed to find a place that could get me a wireless signal. Um, this is probably like eight years ago or something like that. More even more than that. Um, but it was like it's like ten forty five, and I'm driving around looking for a place to to start. Where I could work, where I could start Unfam- my story. in an unfamiliar right I, area. I generally knew where I was, but again, I don't know every road or street name. So I, so I said, I, I have to drive uh, to, to the White Marsh area. Where I, I had to go drive to a place where I knew where there I could options. find a hotel, but but that was going to take a little longer for me to get there. So it's like it's like it's like ten fifty five. Yeah, and I'm sitting down at this business center computer in, in this hotel because there was some issue with my life for, i forget the exact details but and i'm not even supposed to be there i'm just like quietly like working like i'm a guest at that hotel so <laughs> he's like i think i can use this computer without any problems right yeah i, I think was yeah. the key word so i just sat down sort of working like i was a guest at the hotel like starting my story at 11 o'clock 
And I think I had the story to you by 1130. Yeah. yeah. I think I wrote that story in a, like a 15 inch story in like 30 minutes. You just emailed it to me. Right. I, and then I just packed up my stuff and walked, walked out, out. <laughs> walked out the door. It's my favorite, <laughs> it's my favorite Greg deadline story but, of all time. But that one, even I had even some doubt, some real doubt <laughs> was creeping in there yeah. that I, that I was going to be able to pull this off. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that, my dream was one of my scenes. I had another one real quick. The, I, I keep seeing like, uh, on Twitter, like a lot of the Vikings fans are going crazy because they think the Vikings are going to try to shop at Stephon Diggs. If they trade Stephon Diggs, I might turn in my fan card for that team. If they trade him, I will lose my mind. That it will be completely ridiculous to get rid of that guy. He's like the one like weapon they have. That Why they don't want to pay him, or I, he's he may be unhappy. They need cap room. I don't know. I haven't looked a lot. Let me look seriously about what the reasons are because I think it's ridiculous that they would even entertain the idea of trading him. And what would they get? Like a bunch of players? Like a bunch of like I, average players? I have no idea. They'd have. I, I've, I haven't looked again. Like I said, because I just think it's so out, outlandish that they would consider trading him for anything. You, you never win when you trade a star player. You, I, I, you could probably count on the times on one hand where a team in sports is won right. by trading a star for a for a collection of bodies and my my argument is what is he so he's unhappy is that it well what does he want like first of all they gave him his contract they paid him a huge contract um not this past summer but the summer before that um then they then he caught 100 balls in Kirk Cousins first year then this year he became basically like among the top three premier deep threats in the game now he didn't have like 100 catches but he had like 60 catches for 1200 yards he was an incredibly important weapon to their team he's essentially the face of their franchise the fan base is in love with him like what are you unhappy about stefan diggs if that's really what it is like i wonder what does he want where where do you want to yeah i mean come go wherever you want in the offseason dude um if they trade him, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose. Plus, he's one, part of one of the most iconic moments in franchise yeah. history with the with the win over the Saints. Hence, one of the so, hence right. the reason that everybody loves him so much. He's a, he's a spectacular player. He's right. a phenomenal technician, and a, I, I I'm I think he's great. And I will lose it if they trade him. And I have to say this: yes, I realize the Vikings. Uh, sorry to bring this up, Josh, but the the Vikings traded for the or the Cowboys traded a star player, got a bunch of draft picks, right, and, and it turned into Super Bowls for them. So, yes, I know there are examples. Yeah, but, but that's a real – there's but, only been one Herschel Walker trade. Right, but but, 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 but they're uh, – I didn't bring it up to, to, um, uh, to, make it, uh, to make you feel bad about it, but I brought it up because, yes, I realize that's a glaring example with the team that you're talking about, the Vikings. But, right. but you could probably count the number of times that that's worked out on one hand, a, a collection of picks or bodies for a star player and how often – the non-star, the team trading away the star players yeah. has won that trade. So, um, Alan, do you have a scene or two be seen? You uh, don't have to. Uh, I I honestly don't think. I, I guess I'll be looking XFL. Out, I guess I'll be looking out for the uh, the trade deadline this week. Yeah, NBA trade movements always kind of my favorite, like non-sports related mm-hmm. sport thing. Uh, they're, they're asking they non sports related sports thing. Yeah, they're asking Steve. Well, non game related. Non sports. okay. Yeah. Goes along with. The I don't like watching the actual basketball. I like watching the drama surrounding basketball. Oh, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, they were asking uh, Steve Kerr about that last night at the Wizards game uh, before the game um, because the war in Kerr's tenure with the Warriors, they've never had to make a mid season trade. They've always been set or one of the best teams in the league already. So this is like the first time they're really entertaining. Trade deadline offers. And it seems uh, like it's around his time there. Russell. Yeah, right. And who's hurt right now? Right. So, He's so that, that 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 throws a layer of complexity into it, I guess. But um, but yeah, the Warriors for the first time are like players at the, at the NBA for the first time in a while are players at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, you mentioned what I was going to say. I was going to say the XFL uh, debut on Saturday. Uh, Wait, you're actually going to watch that? Uh I'm curious about it. Okay. I'm curious. You 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 won't be watching it. Absolutely not. Uh, what's the over under on how long you think the XFL lasts? Well, don't you think they're in a better position than what was it? The Alliance, whatever it was, uh, the Alliance of the, America and Football. They have well, a little more money behind them. I mean, Vince McMahon's behind it, so I think at least at least one year it's going to last. At least one year. It, it it will last one. They will complete a season. Yes. All right. Well, so well, Okay, well, uh, will it? That, that's a good question. Will it? Will it see season two? I'm going to say no. I just wasn't sure if you guys thought it would. 
be like a five year. Well, thing people people say there's this appetite for football once the NFL season ends. For me, I'm like sort of fine being done with football this time of year, but yeah. because it's been so, it's been four or five months of it. I so. mean, I'd watch good football. That's what I was gonna say. Like, uh, we don't know who these guys are, so it's gonna have to be pretty high level for us to start paying attention to it again and learn learn who these who these players are. And I just don't know that it's gonna be able to get there. Right. So. Yeah, Vince McMahon is claiming he's learned from his the error of his ways from the first NFL or the first XFL uh, launch. So, which so. game are you going to watch then? Are you going to watch the DC team? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check out whatever game is on. I, like, I don't have my favorite team or anything. I, I'm not I'm not Who that got the rights to that? In it. Who got the rights to broadcast? No idea. No, it, idea. It, it, no well, that's the other thing. Like, ESP, uh, Fox and ESPN, they they have games on credible big sports networks is it I fox think, or espn or both i think i think both they, they've, they've struck deals with both so th- does it have more of a chance than last time maybe but but who knows I, I'm, I'm just curious about it. i'm not saying it's i'm not saying you're wrong alan this could be one and done easily uh for the x i mean i think the first so. week of the alliance season was like people watched it and were like hey this could be something you know right. so and then the hey, second week they were like hey, hey they can't pay the players yeah <laughs> hey they don't have any money well, right yeah. <laughs> well, that won't happen because they're, they're much better back with Vince and yeah. other. They're have much better financial backing than the AAF. Was it called? Yeah, and isn't sure. like well, isn't Oliver Luck like the commissioner? So right. he lends some credibility. To to, right, he's a college athletic director yeah. turned XFL commissioner. So I'm, I'm I'm curious about it. I'm I'm not rooting for it. I'm not rooting against it. I'm 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 curious about. I it. I think I'll. I, I was just talking about this with somebody else in the newsroom. I think I will eventually. I will turn that on on Saturday because um, I'll be waiting on some. Other other stuff i'll just check it out and see what's see what's what plus like again we're in a dead spot on the sports calendar we so are. there's not a lot of seen or to be scenes just floating floating around out there so that, one commercial i did see uh was for the new series of marvel series um with uh the winter soldier and falcon wandavision and loki and they're coming to disney plus soon and i hope that means this week but it probably doesn't so. have you watched the uh the Mandalorian. Do you have Disney I Plus? Did, yeah. What What is your review of that? I mean, I don't. Even, I don't know what your level of Star Wars interest is. I watch all the Star Wars stuff. It was. It was very slow for me, um, and it was probably like a little too tangential. Like I want direct stories. Sure. From the original Star Wars universe. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. My kid wants to. He literally is like begging us to get that that service just so we can watch that show when I'm is the like, trip down yeah. to star well, wars you should get it and bundle with espn plus and you can watch ufc oh, stuff man that's true oh we, we gotta we gotta cut out something else we got like hulu and amazon oh, you can and bundle, netflix you can bundle hulu with it too really all right uh oh john, thank you this was an educational yep. uh podcast for me today john jones is fighting saturday too um, is that saturday i think so i think it's this weekend that is okay yeah maybe so, that's my to be seen there Better you go trade deadline right uh, I gotta get back on the. That's the thing, man. Like that's what makes me so mad about ESPN Plus. Like I'm not shelling out five, six dollars a month just so I can watch the UFC when we have all these other services that we're paying for. But if I can bundle it with one of those other things we're already paying, damn, I gotta do that. What What was the first Star Wars movie that you saw, Alan? Uh, probably um, uh, New Hope. It was okay. Yeah. All right, so you started where everyone else did. I, I was curious since you're a little younger yeah. where, where where you started. So. Uh, anything else? Did we did we skip anything? I think we got it all in. We even talked about my dream, and Alan gave us some some uh, cheap psych- psychology of, of dreams. That was, it was not cheap. That was expensive oh, psychology. Okay. People will charge you 140 bucks an <laughs> hour valuable, on the couch for that. Valuable stuff. Well, life would be a dream, I, I guess you could say. So, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been just another sports podcast.